Do I just fucking stupidly spit a sunflower seed into my monster? <laughs> Dumb as fuck. Are you gonna eat those the whole podcast? Uh, no. Good. Why? Because it's annoying as fuck. You can hear it. I can hear it really clearly. Uh huh? Alright, what's up guys? JP back at you once again, bringing you guys episode number 11 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. Joining me tonight is Carly. What's up, Carly? Not too much. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're here to record another Netflix and Chill episode. We should be coming out more regularly. After this episode, I'll have 1986 Horror Podcast extravaganza on the 22 shots done, even though I did pick up... Uh, more responsibilities by starting an MMA podcast. I Dude, I roll my I roll my eyes every time you be posting about that. Why? Because <laughs> it's just another thing that's going to get in the way of our thing. Dude, I already posted two episodes of MMA cast, so I'm just saying. Yeah, in a week. And, you, in and, a week. and we keep lying to these people and saying, "Oh, we're going to get back to a regular schedule." We all know what you be doing. Well, you be I, putting. I almost even suggested that we take this show and split it into two episodes because we have so many content, so much so much stuff. Like, there's enough content here for two uh, shows, but um, we decided to just keep it all together. And then uh, hopefully we will be back, you know, to bi-weekly at least, if not weekly for a little bit going forward. My entire goal was to have, I think, 25 episodes in 2017 and we're over halfway and we only have 11 so that's not <laughs> going super well but we could still catch up you never know we haven't and quit yet well we're not we're not gonna quit i, I like this show so i know i'm, I'm saying we haven't given up like you do on all your other stuff oh i don't give up on everything i'm still listen i i, I am so busy dude with like married with children mma cast i got the, but the, 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 biggest, the biggest thing is this 1986 show for 22 shots. Like, if you think back, like, we were working on episode 100, and then we were working on uh, this giant show. Like, after this giant show's over, like, I've literally watched, like, over 40 movies for this show, and I should hopefully hit around 50. I don't think I will, though, because I still have, like, so many more to go, and a few of them are longer, like, two hours. So I'm going to probably not hit my goal but uh i talked to christian this morning and he's already at 50 so um i think he kind of stopped watching now and uh i'm a little bummed that a guest is outshining me which seems to happen every time when it comes to the tally <laughs> uh and but you know after that's done dude i'll have so much more time to watch like screeners and different stuff and we're gonna slow down a little bit on 22 shots to where we're not doing like mega mega shows every week because for a while there, we were doing, like, really, really big shows. Um, even though I think our next, like, couple are, like, trilogies. Like, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but I should uh-huh. have I should have a little bit more time going forward here. And we'll definitely continue to do this. 
uh, because I like it. I like watch. It gives me an excuse to watch new films. Jason Lloyd actually suggested we watch one that he's saying is better than It Comes at Night. And I it's saw that post. actually on Netflix streaming right now. So we might even do that uh, on a future episode of of Netflix and Chill. But tonight we have a few things. We actually have like two featured reviews, if you will. Uh, both are Shutter exclusives. We're going to review Lake Bodum as well as Among the Living. Uh, we're going to call this episode Lake Bodum, so that'll be the featured featured review, just because it is technically the most newer film of the two. And then uh, we're also going to talk a little bit of um, things that we watched, and then of course segments and things like that. Uh, so, without further ado, let's let's jump into this bad boy. So, what do you want to start with? I mean, uh, we watched. A couple of short things on Shudder, if you want to start with those. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we can start with Primal Screen, maybe. I think, well, that's like the second shortest, but yeah, we could just start with that, I suppose. Okay. So, well, What is Primal Screen? Primal Screen is basically like, I guess it's supposed to be a pilot to a future series of some sort. I think they want to make it a series, but they're trying to see if people like this first, and then they're going to continue on. But it's basically like a show trying to talk about like what your fears were as a child. And the first thing, well, there's only one thing, but it's basically about that movie Magic have and you ever how seen Magic. No, I have not. Have you? Uh, no. <laughs> cool. It's on Shudder as well, so you can always check that out. But, um, anyway, basically, it shows, like, the trailer for that movie. I think it's, like, a 70s move- horror movie about a dummy, and it's, like, three people kind of talking about how that trailer scared them and why it scared them, and then it gets into, like, how dummies are scary and gets into a little bit about, like, dolls in general and things of that nature. And, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a pretty cool concept. Like, I like the way it was filmed. It kind of shows, like, little kids reenacting, like, watching the trailer. And then it shows, like, the grown-ups talking about the parts of it that scared them. And I like how they get into the stuff that scared them about it, like... The little details, like, oh, he looks over to the side and sees someone that you can't see, and that's why it's scary, because I just like things like that. It makes it creepier, and I was actually kind of creeped out while watching it, so I enjoyed it all in all. What did you think about it? Well, first of all, this the first episode, or the pilot, uh, and I'm not... It's, it's like, weird, because, like, they did this really odd, but it's directed by Rodney Asher, who I am familiar from his... Uh, the nightmare documentary he also did room 237 which is a documentary on conspiracy theorists for the shining and he's he has a very 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 unique style like this primal screen feels exactly like the nightmare the nightmare was a really really cool movie that i feel like appeals to some people and some people it does not appeal to it is the nightmare was about uh people suffering from uh sleep um what do they call it? Uh, paralysis. Yeah, sleep paralysis, Maybe. where they they get like they they have like sort of um, paralyzed states of like half dream, half 
nightmares, like things, you know. And it, it, it they they filmed it as if it was a documentary, but they have like reenactments almost. So it's but it's like not filmed like a reenactment. It's filmed like a movie almost. Like so, it's like you're watching a mm-hmm. movie, but like it's also a documentary. It's very weird, and I feel like they do that a little bit in here too. Uh, he actually, because I, I, I asked Shutter what was up with this thing. And Rodney actually replied to me on Twitter. He said, could be the start of a series if we, if enough people demand it, we'll make more. So, um, it could be something that we see more of. If not, it's just a standalone thing. I I personally thought it was really neat. Uh, I think it would have been maybe a little more effective had I seen Magic, which Magic is on Shudder, so we probably should have seen Magic, but I didn't really know what it was, I just seen that this was a Shudder exclusive, and I was like, okay, let's check it out, I didn't even know it was 25 minutes, I thought it was a full-length documentary, Uh, Mm -hmm. and and then you told me that it was only 25 minutes, Um, it, it definitely hits the nostalgia bone, like, where you're, like, a kid, and, like, things seem so big to you, like, I remember I was telling you a while back that... There was, like, a voicemail that I left on my phone, like, back when we had an answering machine, and Uh. in the background of the... Because what it was was, like, answering machines used to have tapes, like, these little tapes that were, like, like two inches long, and they were actually, like, a cassette tape almost, and you would put them in the answering machine, and then it would record on a tape, so your answering machine would go as long as you had tape. And you could, like, kind of record that in a voice recorder, too. Um, so, you, it, But, like, for some reason, on one of the tapes, there was a long, you know, tape of, of it just playing the whole time in our house. And, like, um, my mom was asking me, or my grandma was asking me if I wanted Dippy Eggs or something. And then you can hear the Halloween 6 trailer playing in the background. And, like, <laughs> I was just getting flashbacks to that for some reason. Like, these, like, moments where, like... It, you're a kid and like things are significant like i remember when i seen you know a, a trailer because like back then you didn't know it was coming like now you know the moment a trailer comes out because it's in on the internet way before it hits tv yeah and tv was such a big important thing back then you'd be watching tv and you would see uh, all of a sudden jason would fly across the screen or chucky or whoever you know whatever and you'd be like holy crap you know i didn't know that was a thing um, yeah because that was the first time that it was introduced to you was on a tv spot on on tv like so uh, i missed that and that's something that doesn't really happen anymore like uh so i kind of feel like this uh episode this thing tapped into that a little bit mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Like, and I do like this. Like, I would love for him to make more of them. So I hope people push for more because I would definitely watch it. So hit up Shutter, guys. Go on Facebook, go on Twitter, and say that hey, can we get another episode of Primal Screen? And uh, do it. I, I guarantee you. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm the guy that knows the most about this, right? I mean, I got. I got an Xbox app ready to go on. Uh, oh, show, so. my so, uh, oh, my all... God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? I don't No one wants to hear it. Yeah. It's over. Should I it tell was the story ago. again? No. They can listen to, like, the past episode and probably, like, ten of your episodes of 22 Shots and look into all the Facebook pages and they'll all see it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if we all band together and say we want another Primal Scream, we can probably get it. 
Uh, so after that, Carly, did you have anything else on that? Uh, no, not really. Did you? I mean, did you give it a rating or anything? No, I don't. I don't rate TV episodes, and I don't count them for my what I watched through the year. I know you do, apparently. Okay, well, we'll talk about a movie later that you counted and I didn't, so I mean, okay, I think well, we're even. Okay, well, let me even. just say this. Let, let's just update the listeners who've been following along for our competition. Uh, just a little brief recap, guys. We have a competition going. It lasts one whole year, and we uh, have to see how many movies we can watch. Whoever watches the most wins the competition and gets to do something to the other person. So I chose that I'm going to take away her microwave for six months. And what did you choose? I'm going to take away your energy drinks for that many months. It will never happen, but I like your enthusiasm. So what is uh-huh. your current count? 150. And my current count is also exactly 150. I'm almost, I'm 20 minutes away from 151, though. And you're going on vacation, so... <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I have, like, the Netflix app on my phone and Shutter app, so I can always watch movies before I go to sleep. Okay, well, whatever. So, so uh, let's get into our next little thing here. And what is it? What What is it? What are we reviewing? It is... I what is it called, Carly? I want I want you inside me. What? Jeez, God damn! I did not know that about you and me, and that you wanted that. Jesus. Oh, dude, I could totally feel you like trying to set that joke up. Uh, I could tell you couldn't. (laughs) You just couldn't wait. Anyway, so I want you inside me. It's like a what is this? Yeah, like sixteen minutes, twelve minutes, sixteen. Yeah, so let me, if I can critique Shudder for a second, they really need to put their short films in a separate section. Like, they need Mm -hmm. to develop, like, a separate section on their app, because I thought this was a damn movie. I was like, hey, we're going to cover this thing, and then it's, like, 13 (laughs) minutes long. And that annoys me, because I don't want to, like, I'm fine with covering shorts and talking about shorts and things like that, but... I at least want it to be like like they should put all their short stuff in one section on Shutter and not mix it in between the movies because it's very misleading. Yeah, it did look like it would be a full length movie, and then you actually click on it, and it's like, oh, okay. So, what is this thirteen minute short about? Basically, a girl. Well, on IMDb, it just says a tale of all consuming desire, which is not much of a thing, but. Basically, this girl has sex with a dude, and then the next day, things are, like, weird, and then, like, she goes to a party, and then something weird happens, and it kind of ends. So what did you Um, think of it? (laughs) I felt, I don't know, like, for me, it was pretty basic, and, like, I feel like the story was kind of, like, something you've seen before like I know people were comparing it to like a couple movies but like I've never seen the movies but like I know it's been done before and plus it's like I feel I know it's a short film but I almost felt like it was too short like it was too it was just a little too basic for me but I thought it was like well acted and you know I think it could have been a cool idea I just think it needed to be a little longer maybe yeah I mean there's definitely like some like uh symbolic things like even the poster itself is a shot uh, from the inside of a cave which yeah is obviously a uh you know imagery 
like v- vaginal imagery, I guess it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there, there are some things going on in it, but it, 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 you're right. It is very basic. Uh, um, it's a cool little watch for 13 minutes. Like you're not going to be like, damn it. What I watch that. Um, but, yeah, but this is not something that like, even if you put this in like a anthology movie, like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be your favorite segment. No, no. But I like, I like, I like films that have to do with like sexual, um, things and like reproductive organs and things like that. So, um, I like where their head was at. Just Yeah, I do too. I like that type of thing too. I think it's disturbing and you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, I give them credit for that, but all in all, it's pretty basic. Yeah, pretty basic. Yeah. So, um, I don't rate short films usually, but did you rate this? Um, I believe, I don't know if I wrote it down. I gave, I think I gave it like a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was, I want you inside me shutter exclusive, I believe. Um, there's also this thing going on right now on shutter. I haven't checked it out, but it's like the summer of short or something. And there's like a bunch of short films that are, that are out for shutter. Um, have you watched any of those? No, I really haven't, but I mean, that's pretty cool. Like I do like shorts. I think it's nice. Cause like they are short, so you don't feel like you're wasting your time, and you could see what people can come up with in that short amount of time, so I'd be interested in checking some of those out. Yeah. Alright, so, what else? What else? I guess, move, want to move on to Alive? Yeah, sure. So, uh, this is something that we both watched. Is this the last thing that we watched besides segments and featured reviews? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, plus our, like, challenge shows. Yeah. So, yeah, so. uh, Alive. This is a movie that I challenge you to watch at the end of last episode. Uh, it is a film that is debatable whether it's horror or not. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. You say it's 100% not horror? Yeah, I mean... I get what you mean. It's got like like it would be a horrifying concept, but like it's not played out to be a horror movie. It's more like an action adventure survival type movie. Yeah, well, it is survival. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, survival type of situations, but it also involves cannibalism, which gives it another notch towards the horror side of things, and it's. <laughs> To me, it's more scary than a killer in the woods. Like, this is the stuff that actually scares me. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. And I, I, I love, love, love movies like this. this. If we did a top 10 of 1993 for 22 shots, it would be very hard for me to leave this off my list, <laughs> even though it's not technically horror. Um, uh. It is a disaster film, which also kind of uh, goes hand in hand with, with horror. Uh, it's technically not a horror film, but it is a survival film, which is very close to horror. Like, is open water horror? Technically, no. But is frozen horror? Technically, no. But do I lump those films into horror? Uh, yes, I kind of do. Now, Adam Green is a horror director, so it makes sense that people consider that horror. And there is, like, a element to, like, wolves in that film, which kind of 
make it a little more darker too but if you take it on its surface it's about as horrific as alive like they're the same type of movie so um i find it interesting that so many people are willing to call frozen a horror film but not this see Uh, i feel like frozen was made to be a horror film though and this is made to be like the story of these people's lives and like they're like it's more i don't want to say light-hearted but like not as dark and like gloomy as frozen Mm, i mean i guess frozen takes place at night a lot of time like do you think castaway is a horror movie no because i feel like castaway um is not as about the survival right like because he gets pretty well off pretty fast yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? It's about it's about a guy being alone with a soccer ball. It's a volleyball, I believe. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> but no, this one that like this one has much more of a threat to it while Castaway doesn't really feel like I like you kind of know that Tom Hanks isn't going to die <laughs> like he's not going <laughs> to die like 10 minutes into the movie cuz that just wouldn't make sense, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with that said, the debate on whether this is a horror film or not, it's technically not, but we're covering it because I love this movie. I wanted somebody else to see it. Uh, so, Alive from 1993, directed by Frank Marshall, who, let me see what he's done. I don't think he's done anything that I know. Let me see. Well, he's produced like a million things. Uh, Directing-wise, though, he's only done 12 things, and... Most of the... Oh, look, he did a horror film, Arachnophobia. How about that? I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, when I was... I own it, too, but I've, it's been a long time. Cool. So, cool. <clears throat> Alive follows a Uruguayan rugby team stranded in the snow, swept Andes for... Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of IMDb, a Uruguayan rugby team stranded in the snow-swept Andes are forced to use desperate measures to survive after a plane crash. I feel like people suck at writing descriptions on IMDb. They do. There's some, like, really good ones, and then there's some that are just gross. Let's do this one. In 1972, the Uruguayan rugby team is flying to Chile to play a game. However, the plane from the Uruguayan Air Force with 45 people crashes on the Andes Mountains, and after the, after the search party, they are considered dead. Two months after the crash, the 16 survivors are finally... Re- Man, this is like... Why are they just... They gave away the whole story. Dude, you just... I was just... I was like, no, don't. Why? That's so dumb. Claudio uh. Calvajo, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. You need to go back to not writing IMDb descriptions. Because <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Uh, oh, anyway, let me bad. give my description. Basically, there's this team of rugby players and coaches and mothers and family members... They are flying in a plane to Chile. They crash the plane, and there are survivors who are then like, what the hell do we do? They wait on rescue. Rescue never comes, and it's a fight for survival against the elements, starvation, as well as each other. So, um, 
Yeah, man, this is actually based on a true story. It's a it's a biography. And the film opens with, I believe, one of the original people who was involved, which all there have been many, many documentaries on this incident, as well as many uh, documentaries and uh, interviews with the people involved, the real people. Uh, this film stars Ethan Hawke, who plays the character of uh, Nando Parado. Parado. <clears throat> so all the names are kind of the same from the actual uh, incident. <clears throat> so what did you think overall? Um, I was—I mean, I was pretty pretty impressed with it overall. I thought it was really well made and a good story, and like it wasn't like overly depressing like I thought it would be. And those types of movies get me down, so I was kind of happy about that. And then like, I mean the cannibalistic type stuff like made me want to puke <laughs> and then the whole thing with the plane crash scares me like I'm terrified of going on planes because I think that would suck to like die that way so that freaks me out so I can kind of see where your horror elements come from but you know I don't know to me it's still just like not a horror movie but I did like it I thought it was really good and I'm not like mad that i watched it or anything okay so let's say that let's just remove the fact that it's a, a horror or not a horror or whatever and let's just talk about it as a movie um what 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 didn't you like about it um the only thing like i didn't like was kind of well one thing i didn't tell you this before but like i did i felt like some of the characters looked a lot alike, and it was one of those things where, like, I couldn't tell anyone apart. <laughs> Do like, you know what, dude? To cut you off right now, that has always been a thing with me with this movie. There's so <laughs> many people, and they all look alike, and they all have the same voice because they all have, like, accents. Yeah. <laughs> like, and their names are, like, Raphael and, and Nando and Roberto and Antonio and Carlito and Antonio yeah. and Gustavo <laughs> and Javier. And Antonio number two. <laughs> and yeah, Liliana like... and Bobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Federico and Alberto and Rafael and Frega and Hugo. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it's, and then there's like a grand total of like three girls. So, like, they're all guys with like long black hair. And <laughs> yeah, so that was one thing. Like, when you said Ethan Hawke's character name, like, I couldn't tell you what his name was. Like, I didn't remember. But well, so that was like. I will tell problem. you, I've watched this movie since probably 1994, right? I first seen this when I was a little ass kid with my pap. And I watched it all throughout my life at different stages like when i was eight and then when i was 12 and then when i was like 14 and then you know like all throughout my life i've seen this movie this was yeah. the easiest time i've had recognizing the characters and i was still confused like <laughs> uh, like it, it is easy to lose track of who's who but this is this time watching it i've had the best experience with it because like i knew who nando was nando was in like a coma at the beginning of the movie when they first crash and then like him and like another dude and another dude like take care of him and then he comes to um because at first they think he's dead because his and they're like good for him because his mom's dead or something and then oh yeah he eventually comes to and his like sister's alive and like um he's the one that suggests that they should eat people first 
you know and he's the one that's yeah. adamant on getting out he's like i'm gonna walk out of here or something you know what i mean and yeah. um so he's he's that dude and then you have uh um antonio or wait no roberto roberto is like kind of the leader at first but he kind of falls wayside and actually eventually dies in the avalanche but that did that guy actually didn't die i don't think or no 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 i'm confused sorry <laughs> antonio is the oh okay so antonio is the leader guy at first and he there's two guys named antonio so, oh fuck so that's why i always thought that there was a con- like a, a thing that was messed up because the antonio in who's the leader d- dies in the movie but i know there was an antonio who survived yeah he thought they killed him in the movie for the fun of it yeah or something and but there's actually two that's oh that's annoying yeah well i mean but it's it's a yeah they wanted to keep re- the rules based on reality so i mean yeah <laughs> well, it, it does help that the one antonio guy's name is tintin his nickname is tintin they call him that a few times so that I actually does remember. help <laughs> uh-huh. but, um so so it starts out like they're they're pretty much just stuck there right like when they first clash that crash they're in rough shape because like a few of them are really injured and like a lot of them died in the plane crash and then a lot of them died right after the plane crash which is accurate to the real case as well yeah yeah and then uh one guy antonio starts to sort of um dictate things he is the one who says they should ration the food and he's like and there's like a few people on there who are like in medical school so like they can kind of help with the wounded and things like that uh the pilots are kind of dead and they're basically have a few rations like they have a shit ton of cigarettes um like cartons of cigarettes and then they have uh chocolate and wine that's it but they but one good thing about where they landed like they are in the snow so they technically have water which water is the most important thing because if you don't have water you die in three days have you ever heard the rule of three no i don't think all right, um, you die in three weeks without food. Uh, uh, you die in three days without water. Uh-huh. Uh, you die in, I believe, three hours in below freezing temperature. Damn. Uh, and you die in three minutes without air. <laughs> Accurate. So it's like kind of the rule of three is... Um, like you can die, like, yeah, like three, three weeks without food, uh, three days Mm -hmm. without water, three hours, uh, with exposure and three minutes without air. I think I'd die in like three hours without food. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I just don't believe, like, I can't, uh, you can't fathom that you can not, you can live three weeks without food. (laughs) Live off of fucking water too, of all things. I hate water. (laughs) (laughs) So they come up with an idea to melt the snow, so they have water, uh, they have chocolate, um, which they get one piece of chocolate each a day, and one cap full of wine, which is just fucking atrocious, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And basically, there is a plane that comes by, and they uh, assume that they saw them, but then they're like, well, we couldn't see the plane, we can only hear it, and if we can't see it, then they definitely didn't see us. Uh, and then another plane comes, and basically that plane 
uh, is low enough to where they think it saw them. Um, and they're like celebrating and they all stay up all night and drink wine and eat chocolate and stuff. And they exhaust the rest of their supply the dumbest fuck move I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, but it's, no. it's so realistic, though. It's so realistic that that would happen. I don't know. I feel like they should have... I guess so. It's just like, just wait till the next day until we are rescued yeah, and then eat everything. They're fucking starving, dude. Ugh. You're saying you can't go three weeks without... Or three, <laughs> three hours without food, and like these people have already went like four days, or like seven days... Like, they're, okay, they're okay. like, just, they're just using any excuse that they can to, like, eat, you eat know what tr- I mean? <laughs> they want to ignore the fact that it's possible that they didn't see them. They want, they want to be, they're so dead set on, on that they saw them that, like, you really have to put yourself in the position of these people. And I feel like you're actually very bad at doing that. Fuck you. No, I'm serious. No, like, I feel no, like I you just... don't know what the struggle's like. No, I get it, like. Like, I'd want the food, too. I'm just saying watching it sucks, because I'm just like, I know they ain't getting saved right now. Well, yeah, because it's 20 minutes into a two-hour movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, basically, like, after that is when they sort of suggest that they should cannibalize the crew, and, uh, they're like, at first they're just saying, like, the pilots, and, and these people are, um... Yeah, like your where's your way your dude i i don't even know like the difference <laughs> between a country and a continent and like a state so you're dumb as fuck i know uruguay uh it is in south america so these people are used to being uh, farm. uh it is so like for some reason all these people seem italian to me <laughs> that's what i kept thinking the whole movie too yeah so um Anyway, they are very religious, I've noticed. Oh, yeah, um, I was going to bring that up, too. I was like, this movie's very based around God and stuff like that, which is interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of, like, countries are, you know, very, very Catholic. So Yeah, um, yeah. Like, that's why I was thinking they were from Italy, too, because, like, my pap's side of the family is, like, really, really Italian, and they're, like, devout Catholics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because uh, <laughs> Henry used to make fun of me at work because, like, I'm Mexican and Irish, and he's, like, an Italian, and he's like, how are you not Catholic? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, all three yeah. of those are Catholic things. <laughs> uh, um, but, so they, they do, like, pray a lot, and they're like, their big thing about not eating people is that, like, like God will judge them and things like that. Um, and their soul is gone. Yeah, and then that was a cool little speech there where the dude was like, listen, if heaven's real and God's real, then your body is just a vessel and therefore it's just a carcass once your soul leaves, so we should be able to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say like how they like start eating people like really fast, it seems like? Uh, I don't know. When did, when did they start eating people? I, I thought you I said that. that like, it seemed I think like... I was talking about oh. a different movie, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I think they start suggesting eating people really fast. I think it's just, it's also because it's like a two hour movie, but it's like over the course of weeks. So it feels like they waited like two days. It's over the course of months, technically. Yeah. It's like like two months. 
It feels like they waited like a day and then they were like, oh, we got to start eating doughy over there. But like in reality, they were probably starving to death. So would you eat somebody? Dude, no, I can't. Yeah, you would. I could not. I couldn't. Especially after watching that. Like I was gagging watching that movie. There's a reason that all of them ate because you literally can't not eat after a certain amount of time. Like anybody who says they wouldn't cannibalize somebody, they're lying because they've never been in the situation where they're starving to death. Like your brain will not allow you to starve to death when there's food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make my brain allow me. I um, just want to go. Listen, I'm just saying if I if you die if I die, you can eat me. Thanks. Okay. I appreciate that. And I hope you taste good. No, and if you... I'll miss you. I don't want you to no, die, you know? you... <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get I'm at, I'm saying dude. if you die. Uh, yeah, if I die, please, um, I'd like to be buried in a casket. No, I don't want to get cremated. Can I you, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to get ate. Come on! Dude, it suck. It would suck. You're dead! Suck. I'd feel so, I'd be watching from heaven and I'd be like, this mother is actually heaven. eating me. What? <laughs> I'm going to heaven. I'm an angel. Anyway, um, so they kind of all like, I think what really helps them is they're like, they're, they're feeling bad that they're eating their friends and they're like, man, like we can't do that. And then like, they're like, well, everybody kind of says like, Hey, if I die, you can eat me. So, like, it kind of makes it okay once everybody agrees, like, if we die, then eat us. So, it's like, well, maybe they would have said the same thing then. Um, Maybe. And uh, they kind of just go off that. And they do start eating people. And they're pretty, like, cool with it after a while. Like, they're just taking hunks of bloody flesh and putting it in bags and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's so gross. And then, like, when someone... It make me, like, cringe when I was a kid. It's like, it looks like chicken and stuff sometimes. Yeah. And when, like, it's like when someone dies, it's almost like, oh, good, more food. Yeah, right? Because, like, it is a lot of meat. Like, a human body is a lot of meat. And Uh, it doesn't rot because it's cold as fuck. So you kind of have a natural refrigerator there with the the weather. The only problem is, at one point, they actually have an avalanche happen to them. And basically, that causes all the bodies that they were eating off of to disappear under the snow fortunately like eight people died in that avalanche so they have eight fresh bodies <laughs> so fucked up man but that that actually really happened like there's so much in this story that you think like oh well this would never happen but like you read up on it and it's like oh there was actually was an avalanche and oh it actually did kill eight of them uh so that was one of those things where i was like I, I expected that that was just for the movie. Yeah. And um, it turned out that that was something that actually happened. And it actually killed the last remaining female. Yeah. Which is pretty messed up that, that no females lived. I know. <laughs> there wasn't very many to begin with, but... Yeah, there was literally like five, it seemed like. Yeah. <sighs> so, um... What what else didn't you like about it? Because I feel like you hated on this movie. What are you talking about? I told what you I hated it. Like I, I hated the fact. 
I hate the fact that it wasn't a horror. Okay, well, I'm just saying if it's a movie. Yeah, I'm telling you that's what I hated on, and then you're acting like I hated on the movie. I already told you I gave it a solid rating, so I don't get where the hater thing is coming from. Because I actually liked this movie. I did not... I was just, the whole time, I felt anxiety because I was like, man, I can't count this as a watch and it's like a two-hour movie and, like, I don't like long movies. I guess that's my only other complaint. But, like, it's not like it wasn't boring. I mean, it's not like it was boring or anything, so... Yeah, well... It wasn't that bad. To kind of just go into the the bit of um, information that I dug up on it, so, uh, on the first day where the crash actually happened... Uh, five people died in the crash, seven people were missing, and 33 were alive. Uh, on day two, five more people died, uh, which brings the dead total to uh, 10, missing 7, and alive 28. Uh, on day nine, uh, Susie, one of the females, died. Uh, on day 12, six missing people were found dead, uh, so that brings the dead total to 17, and uh missing slash presumed dead down to one uh then 27 are alive on day 17 eight people died in the avalanche uh leaving the dead total to 25 and the alive total to 19 uh and then in november on day 34 uh another person died um which was sucky uh and then um day 37 uh hafiel died so that was just a couple days later, uh, Raphael. And then on day 60, uh, Numa Turkati died. So that leaves 16 survivors. Uh, on day 61, Parado, Canessa, and Vicente set off for help. Uh, then they found the last missing body in the snow. Um, and then they found... Uh, they sent on day 64 they sent Antonio back to the fuselage uh, on day 70 Perrado and Canessa were rescued and then on day 71 seven people were rescued and on day 72 the last seven people were rescued so 72 wait. days wait why wasn't everyone rescued at the same time because you can't helicopter 14 people on one helicopter yeah, bring more fucking helicopters. <laughs> Why don't you know. leave? I'd be so mad. Like, don't leave me there for day 73 when everyone <laughs> else is home cuddling in their beds on day 71. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's so sad that eight people died in that avalanche. <clears throat> it really like a, is. I can't believe only five died in the plane wreck. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, that's lucky as hell. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, well, actually, yeah, five died in... Oh, and then seven were missing, right? Well, five so died were... in yeah. the fall from the aircraft. And then oh, okay. um, another four died after the crash. Uh, three died during the first night. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, still pretty, yeah, pretty solid lot, numbers. people survived. Like, 16 is quite a bit. Yeah. I would be pissed, like, that one person died on the 60th day. If they would have only lasted, like, 11 more days, they would have been okay. I know. That sucks. But there was also a thing where one of the pilots who was still sort of alive when they crashed told them where they were, but it was the wrong information. So everything that they did was kind of wrong. 
And actually, if they would have went a different direction, like just 18 miles away or something like that, there was actually an abandoned hotel in which had certain supplies there, um, mm-hmm. which was just really close to them. You know, uh, it, it might yeah. not have been, it might have been even less than 18 miles. I can't really remember. Uh, another thing is they were focused on getting the radios to work, so they found they accidentally they accidentally found the tail of the plane which had batteries in it, and they took yeah. the radios to the batteries. But uh, something to do with the type of batteries they were would have never even if they knew what they were doing, it wouldn't have worked. So they just wasted a bunch of time there. Um, but they basically walked out of there, man. They walked a really really long way. Uh, Nando says that the worst night of his life was um when they made the sleeping bag out of the insulation and it was night one of them trying to sleep the three of them in that sleeping bag he said that was the worst night of his life um but yeah so the story of a cannibalism well let's let's go ahead and rate this bad boy all right you want me to go first yeah all right i mean i give it a 9.5 out of 10 so you're not actually a hater then? Yes, as I said earlier, I'm quite a liker on this one. Yeah, uh, I'm actually coming in right with you, dude. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. It's a movie that I've watched literally my entire life almost. You know, I think I was four when I first seen it. it came out in 93 when it, uh, my pap rented it on VHS when I was a kid. I watched it with him, and uh i've been watching it ever since so i give it a 9.5 out of 10 fantastic movie if you've never seen alive it is on netflix streaming right now feels good to actually watch something on netflix since we've been shuttering yeah. lately uh, i know i feel like a fraud i know so uh <laughs> that is alive and now we're gonna move into our uh first of two sort of featured reviews uh and we are reviewing a film that was my pick it is my pick episode, right? Correct. And that is Among the Living. And it was directed by Alexander Bastillo and Julianne Murray. Murray. Uh, these are two guys who have been working together for a while. Um, their original film that they directed was Inside. And that is considered to be one of the best horror films of all time. Uh, it actually made our top 100 greatest horror films of all time. Uh, it's probably the... That and Martyrs are probably the two biggest from that French extreme new wave. Uh, then they went on to direct Livid, which also got really, really good reviews. It's a film that I have not seen. And this is their uh, junior effort, I guess it would be. I don't know if that w- applies. Because like, you can say their freshman effort and then their sophomore effort. Um, but I don't think junior applies to film. So, (laughs) um, I don't even think freshman does. I think sophomore is the only, (laughs) only thing that is actually, (laughs) anyway, it's their fucking third film among the living. They also directed a segment in ABC's of death Two, and have directed the newly created Texas chainsaw massacre film titled Leatherface, which comes out later this year, uh, on video on demand in september so uh they've done some interesting stuff they're french and they've directed three french films um from what i understand they're three for three i think i think inside livid and among the living are three uh highly regarded films uh among the living is a 2014 film and it actually is 
getting its sort of debut in the U.S. this year. Like, it, it actually has not been released in the U.S., nor on DVD or VOD or any type of streaming service. I believe that this is the first time that it's available uh, via wide release. So it technically counts for 2017 releases. Um, so people with uh, top 10 lists, um, maybe check this one out in case you want to, uh, in case it's a contender. Uh, but basically it follows three kids that skip school in order to explore a, an abandoned film studio. Uh, an abandon an abandon film yes. studio lot. I don't do this. Does, does these things ever just read awful to you? <laughs> Three kids skip school in order to explore an abandoned film studio lot, where they catch sight of a woman being dragged across the lot by a masked man. That's one sentence. It's one sentence. Yeah, it really like, I feel is. like they could have broken that up into a couple sentences. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad, but whatever. So, Among the Living. Among the Living. Um, Go ahead. You start. Okay. Well, yeah, um, I started watching this movie, and I didn't, like, look into it or anything, because... Like I've said before, sometimes I just don't do that when it's, like, your pick or my even my pick, like, for the show. I just kind of like to go into things and see what it is for what it is. So I didn't even know it was, like, a subtitled film, and that's not a problem or anything. But I thought um, the kids were cool because they were kind of, like, realistic group of kids, like, boys who, like, pick on each other and, like, mess around and, like, skip school and get into trouble. So, it seemed like, I mean, it was kind of realistic, kind of, I mean, I wasn't bad in school, so I don't know if people skip school and, like, aren't places down, but, you know, you might know that because you were a delinquent. <laughs> um, I did know a kid who burnt down a church before by mistake, like him and another <laughs> dude, so people do do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, I'm sorry I kind of blanked out, but what was you saying? <laughs> I said, like, I kind of like the kids, like how they, like, kind of mess with each other, call each other names, and, like, it's always weird when it's subtitled, too, and you're reading stuff that's, like, yeah, shithead and, like, bad words. I don't know, that's always, like, funny to me. But, um, and I thought... Dude, listen... Like, I was, I gotta just stop you real quick. AMC okay. Waterfront Classic Movie Nights is gonna be playing The Mist in August. We gotta go. When in August? August. They haven't announced yet, so uh, it's August. Okay. It'll be a Wednesday in August. I think. Cool. Probably. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because it's an extra screening. Um, so, yeah. So, continue on. I didn't pay attention to anything you said, so what was you well saying? <laughs> I, you asked what I was saying two times. <laughs> Everyone else heard what I was saying, I think. Um, it, like, I thought this movie was pretty creepy at some part. Dude, it's actually scary. Fuck creepy. Yeah, like, it's actually scary. Like, creepy there is was the word. Scene... I, I think creepy is better than no, scary. scary. Uh, creepy it's scary. is creepy. It's scary. Creepy is Dude, creepy it's to fucking me. scary. Like, the part where... It gave where... me the creeps. No, okay, listen, go. shut up. It's <laughs> scary. The part what? where the the dude is above the baby's crib, 
dude, I almost peed my pants. Exactly. You don't get that from being creepy. You get that from being scared. That was creepy as hell. It was scared as hell. I was creeped out. Like, I get scared. Uh, Okay. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I agree. That part was like frightening. Okay. And I was like, why does this guy have such a little peep? Did you know that <laughs> Yeah, I did. And then uh, his whole body was, like, disproportioned, though. That made it, like, really scary. Yeah. And, I, like, it reminds you of, like, Michael Berryman. Is that his name? Yeah, it does, actually. Something like so type of dude like that. Um, I actually, which makes sense because the character is supposed to have birth defects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same type of deal. So the movie actually opens with, like... And this is actually the first film I've seen of these guys. I do own Inside, but I just haven't got to it yet. Which, dude, I I am a fan of these guys. Like, from this film, I was just like... I like their directing style. Their films feel raw and, like, personal. I love hanging out with these three kids. It reminded me of, like, a Stand By Me or a, um, like film like that did you like an yeah. it did you get that vibe too that was kind of what i was trying to say like 10 times in a row earlier when you kept blanking out oh that's the type of vibe like i like the kids and the way they like mess with each other but you could tell they're like buddies and they're like all they have kind of mm-hmm. friend friend wise yeah and it, it kind of reminds me of like like this movie almost feels like it could have went like like, the route of, like, a Larry Clark film or something. Like, I was expecting that almost or something, where I was, like, I was, like, I thought it was just going to be about, like, these delinquent-ass kids, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to terrorize some old dude or something. Like, yeah, I, I thought did it was going to go that way. But it goes a completely different direction. Um, I like the setting, this, like, abandoned film lot. Uh, there's, a, there's a part where they kind of tie off that urban legend about, like, this kid basically has a shit ton of stuffed animals and like there's like a clown head in buried in the stuffed animals but he doesn't have a clown stuffed animal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I so think kind of creepy. Like I said, they do that in that other movie Amusement and like both times it creeps me out. Like he's like downstairs and the babysitter or his sister, I forget if that's a babysitter or a sister, but like she's like naming all the stuffed animals and he's like I don't have a clown. Like, yeah. as soon as he said that, I would, I would be out of that house. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually quite a brutal movie. Like, they, they kill, like, people. Like, like a lot of people. Like, people? Yeah, like, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the kids are, like, young looking. Yeah, they are really young kids. Like, 13. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, this movie, to me, like, I really want to check out Livid and their other film now. Because, from what I understand, this is their least good from what most people say mm-hmm. and yeah. that gives me high hopes for these guys because apparently they make some good shit <laughs> yeah because this was not bad or anything at all i didn't think what was there what, so what else did you dig about this one um i just like you said i like the setting too like i thought like man that would be cool besides like the bad stuff that's going on that would be cool to have like a abandoned like movie set that, like, people can just roam around and do whatever at. It would be cool to have, like, an area like that around here or something to mess with. Especially if you're a kid. Like, play hide-and-seek and, like, do, like, kid shit. Yeah, absolutely. And then, 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just liked how it was creepy and, like, really brutal. And the, like, the only thing, like, I felt like the end almost got maybe a little too extreme for my liking. But what do you mean by extreme? Like, with the, like, brutalness, I guess, of, like, the dude, the tiny peep dude. Just, like, going crazy, berserk. Like, maybe a little torturous or something? Yeah, like, too... Yeah, just a little out there, I guess. It went from creepy to, like, tortury. Yeah. Those are two different things to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, lo- I like... I, I don't know. I, I don't didn't really have a huge problem with it, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah. There maybe are some questionable decisions made by characters... Yeah, um, but I feel like I can usually suspend my disbelief with stuff like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the opening to this film, like a lot. Like I really like the opening, the cold open. Yeah, I kind of forget it a little. Like I know what you're talking about, but like I can't. It was with completely. the mother who's pregnant, and then the yeah, 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 and then she, um. Like, I just kind of liked where I did. I didn't see this movie going any way that it went. Like, because at first I thought it was going to be, like, this Rob Zombie type thing where it's, like, the stepdad's a piece of shit or something, but, like, mm-hmm. not really. Or the dad. Yeah. Um, because he looks like a pretty big scumbag. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really the mom who's, like, psycho. And, uh, you know, I like I liked how that whole thing went. Um, she's, like, slit her uh, jugular, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and definitely. there's some like decent gore and things like that in this in this movie, but uh, is there anything that you didn't like? No, not really. Besides, like the brutality at the end, like I kind of like it had like its creepy moments for me, and like I appreciate that. Like I didn't expect it to actually scare me. I guess like I thought it was just gonna be a slasher, or like you said, like with an abusive dad, or like kids picking on someone like i didn't think it was gonna have really scary type elements to it like it did so what I was did you surprised. think of the twist oh yeah that was um i thought it was all right like, like did you I, expect that no i didn't really like i don't know that, that whole ending scene <laughs> i kind of I don't like the well, very, very end of the movie where it's almost yeah. like, oh, well, let's set it up for a sequel. Because like, you know yeah, damn well like this is the type all, of movie actually. that does not need a sequel, nor will they ever make a sequel for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so the very end I didn't really care for, but like that was kind of it. So mm-hmm. uh, do you want to get into ratings for this one? Yeah, Um. like I said, I didn't really have many problems with it. It's kind of fuzzy in my memory right now, but, like, I, the only parts I really didn't like was, like, towards the ending, where it was, like, torture and then, like, the very, very ending wasn't the best, but, all in all, I thought it was a pretty good, scary movie that I would recommend people checking out, so I give it an 8 out of 10. Alright, yeah, I really, really dug this one. Um, it, it definitely had, like, a lot of influence, like, I almost got, like, a Halloween vibe at certain times and stuff like that. Uh, I really like yeah. these type of movies. It's like kind of original, but it's just it's a very well done movie, like directing wise, acting wise, like camera work, music, lighting, things like that. Uh very scary at times, uh not creepy. I give this one an eight point five out of ten. Solid, solid stuff. Douche. Bag. Yes. <laughs> Hiccup. Yes. 
All right. So moving along. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into our final review here. This is our featured review, and it is titled Lake Bodum. This is a Shutter exclusive uh, from Finland. How many films have you saw from Finland? I think it's Have You Seen, and I'm not sure. What did I say? How many films have you saw? Okay, fuck you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Big laugh. But anyway, I don't know. Like, I don't pay, like, what movies are from Finland? Like, none. (laughs) Okay. Then no, I haven't seen any. Actually, let's go ahead and see. I'll Google that right now. All right. So, um, Lake Bodum, like I said, is from Finland. Shout out to uh, Marco Fear Fear something. (laughs) And James Cox. Both those guys are awesome. I love their accents. Uh, When James called in for the episode 100, like, I was just like, this guy sounds so fucking cool. Um, (laughs) So, uh... You know, shout out to those guys. They're they're from Finland, and they get their own horror movie here with uh, with uh, Lake Bodum. So these movies are also from Finland. Uh, Rare Exports, probably the most known. Um, the White Reindeer from '52, Sauna from '08, uh, Lake Bodum, of course, Dark Floors from '08, Skeleton Crew from '09, uh, The Witch Comes Back from '52. The Moonlight Sonata from 1988. Looks like a Bigfoot film. Bunny the Killer Thing from 2015. Uh, so there's been a few. Not a ton. Probably the most known yeah. is Rare Exports and now Lake Bodum. Because Lake Bodum's been getting some love. It's uh, it's a film that's Shutter exclusive and people seem to kind of dig it. It's a little throwback. Uh, it was directed by Tanelli Mustonen. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. who directed this and a bunch of stuff I never heard of. Also Finnish things. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> seems like this is his first horror film. Uh, and it was written by him along with Oleski Haverin, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> I don't know um, what that is. Who wrote Ellen Friends, which I don't know what that is. So he did. he hasn't done anything that I know either. Uh, so Lake Bodum. This one follows every camper's worst nightmare came true at Lake Bodum in 1960 when four teenagers were stabbed to death while sleeping in their tent. That is not a good description. It's not. We need I to start doing shutter descriptions or something. So yeah, they're not that bad on shutter. Do you have that up now or no? No, I was looking at the Jesus, stupid Jesus, you're so unprepared. I'm sorry. Jesus. So, I'm sorry. Um, Lake Bodum, if I could describe it, it follows four teenagers who go out to this place called Lake Bodum and hang out. Uh, two of the teenagers are kind of trying to reenact a murder that happened in the 1960s. Uh, not really reenact it as in like kill their friends, but like just kind of set it up to where all the uh pieces are like it's like a it's almost like a repeater type thing like where everything is kind of the same that it was back when it happened to maybe like conjure up some some bad dude or something like that uh the killer from the original murders to kind of uh because they're into it they're like obsessed with this guy uh meanwhile the girls tag along 
And this one's going to be a very interesting one to talk about because there are twists in this film uh, that you kind of can spoil very easy. And we do want to remain spoiler free for the most part because this is a new film that a lot of people probably Mm -hmm. haven't seen. So uh, let's get into this one while trying to remain spoiler free. Yeah. Um, Weren't the girls like tricked into going there? Didn't they like say... There was going to be other people there or something just to get them to come along. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure that the girls knew that they were going to Lake Bodum, but yeah, uh, they thought that they were going to a cabin or something and not just a couple of tents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a cool idea with going back there and, like, trying to... Like, I like the guy's idea to kind of investigate and try to conjure up, like, the original killer or whatever because that's something that i always thought would be cool to go do like go to like some urban legend area or something like that and try to see if anything paranormal or something happens so i thought that was pretty cool did you look into this film um afterwards at all like the actual true events yeah there apparently were true events that happened yeah, I looked. I did look it up real quick because I wasn't sure. Because sometimes movies like act like they're based well, I on did, true I events. I had no idea. Like, not even a slight. I just found this out now when I typed mm-hmm. in when I searched it on Google. Like, Bodo. oh, you didn't even look. I into had it. no idea that there was actual murders. Yeah, I looked it up afterwards, and like, I was that actually made it kind of creepier because it's like, geez, like when you actually read the story, it's like scary. Like, I wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. So that's that is pretty cool to yeah, make a movie. Actually, actually, like gave me even that like affected my rating actually just now. Yeah, because it makes more sense now a little bit that these mm-hmm. people would do that. Um, yeah, and I I like how it's not like they're trying to recreate that true story. It's kind of like they're going off of that story, and it's like, hey, let's go back here to where these true events happened. That's like some it's shit not that like I a, would do. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, I would love to do something like, like that. Like, we do that right now. Like, uh, Sam Edwards just went to Jeffrey Dahmer's childhood home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, like people do that. They're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. So, the, mm-hmm. the original murders, like, in the real tale, the real thing that happened, uh, Saturday, June 4th, 1960, four Finnish teenagers had decided to camp along the shore of the elegant lake near the city of Espoo, Atira Minir, uh, the lake was known as Lake Bodum. Um, uh, the three, the four people were 15 year olds at the time. Accompanying them were their 18 year old uh, boyfriends. Uh, and between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. during the early morning hours, Sunday, June 5th, 1960, uh, Mikey Ma- Mackay and Boysman were stabbed and bludgeoned to death by an unknown person or persons. Gustafsson, the only survivor of the massacre, sustained a concussion, fractures to the jaw and facial bones, and bruises on the face, but lived. A state of shock after everything that had transpired that night, he stated that he had even seen a vision of a black, uh, of black and bright red eyes coming for them. Uh, at about 6 a.m., a number of boys bird watching some distance from the murder scene had reportedly seen the tent collapse and a blonde man walking away from the scene the bodies of the victims were discovered at 11 a.m by a carpenter by the name of Rizzo 
Uh, Siren had been jogging upon discovery. Bodies, he subsequently alerted the police, and police arrived on the scene at noon. So that was the. You like cut out through half of that. Uh, well, we, we'll pick up on my recording. So okay, because I was like, I was like calling you out, and you weren't. You were still reading, so I didn't know if you heard me. Or no, not. that's you cutting out, actually. Oh, okay. Dumb, well. dummy. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What? I didn't hear you for like what? I didn't hear any of that description. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So well, wouldn't that be you well, cutting the out? The listener. No, that would be you cutting out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Smart ass motherfucker, stupid piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, so what do you think? What do you think about the the idea of them taking a real story and kind of recreating it? It actually adds a whole other level to the film. Yeah, I think like I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, I mean. I like that they, I like how it's not a true story, like, they didn't, you know, I mean, like, it's not based off true events, like, something, like, alive, it's just, like, them taking that story, like, a legend, kind of, and then acting like they're real teenagers going back to explore it, but it's, like, based off something real, I think it's kind of unique and cool, so, I do like that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's, like, there's so much cool things about this. Like, in 2004, 44 years after the event, Niles Gustafson was arrested by police. This was the last survivor uh, on suspici- suspicion of having murdered his three friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's creepy as hell. Yeah. Hmm. Was he, wait, was he, like, go, though? Or was... Yeah, uh, yeah. the trial started on August 4th, 2005. The prosecution called for life of imprisonment for Gustafson, it was argued that the re-examination of old evidence using modern techniques such as DNA profiling raises suspicion towards Gustafson. The defense argued that the murders were the work of one or more outsiders and that Gustafson would have been incapable of killing three people given the extent of his injuries. On October 5th, oh, on October 7th, 2005, Gustafson was acquitted of all charges. Uh, on his acquittal, the state fi- Finland, the state of Finland, paid him 44 whatever those are finnish dollars <laughs> uh, euros actually for mental suffering caused by the long i mean it doesn't make sense like you had a broken jaw and shit that's a pretty hardcore setup if you break your own jaw yeah you might die like from doing something like that so yeah so um okay so let's get into the movie uh, basically you have these two male characters and these two female characters. Um, there's a little bit to do with sexuality, like they're, they're teenagers. Uh, you get the sense that the parents of the lead girl, uh, the blonde is kind of a, like, kind of like, uh, like strict, right? Yeah. They're like, um, cunty people, I think, cause they're like. <laughs> Because basically that girl is upset about something that happened to her at school and, like, the parents aren't helping. They're, like, acting like she's a total disgrace to the family. So it makes it, like, much worse yeah. for her. So it's like, good job, you're making your kid more depressed. Yeah. So, anyway, um, these three, these four go out to this uh, lake where they um, smoke a little weed. The guys have a plan of kind of, like, reconstructing the events of this murder from 1960 and essentially 
cut, try to conjure up maybe the the murderer or something, which is a weird thing to do, but still kind of fun. Like I don't think they actually suspected to conjure up any kind of murderer, you know? Yeah. I mean? But just like wanted to hang out with these chicks, <laughs> and then some killer does show up and starts chasing and attacking, and then. Um, we go through most of the film. This is going to be a very hard film to review. That's why I brought up the real life events and talked about that for so long. Cause our review is going to be very short because yeah, like, can't, like most of the movie is twists. <laughs> it really is. Like it's like a couple minutes and not a couple minutes, but like half less than halfway through the twist happens. So it's like, yeah, can't really say much. Yeah. But, um, I think I actually like the twists. Like I think they're pretty good. Um but I will say that it does get a little tad bit convoluted um with some of it, but I feel like it works enough to where you can accept it. And one thing that I absolutely loved about this movie is the music and the look of it. Like, it feels awesome. It's beautifully shot. There's some great shots in this movie. The music is phenomenal. Like, I love the music in this one. Um, I, I even, you know, am... Like, I, I, I love this movie, actually. Like, I know <laughs> you're a well, little lower than me. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... I don't really remember the music, but what? I just, like... Dude, I watched what? this like I watched this like ten months ago since you were busy making MMA podcasts and couldn't record with me, so I don't want to hear it. Dude, this movie has like great music. It's like this like like it feels sing it very, for me. Like, oh, man, it feels like it doesn't even feel like throwback that much. Like it feels like a modern throwback. Like it's a modern uh-huh. music that is attempting to sound throwback, but it th- that's not a diss. That's like a like. That's. It reminded yeah. me of, like, Maniac, like, the movie, the remake, where it's, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. has this modern look and style, but very raw, like, the original, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of, this whole movie actually kind of reminded me of that type of movie, which is, I, I really love that. Yeah, I liked, I did like, I agree, I liked the setting and the look of it. I thought it looked cool, I just can't really remember music or anything like that, but I did like the look, and... I liked the characters. They weren't too bad. Like, I like the guys, I think, more than the girls. I thought the I liked... casting was really good in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked all four characters, even though it didn't feel like all four of them would necessarily hang out. Yeah, definitely. Um, the two that. dudes felt like they were, like, very different. Like, one is, like, a complete nerdy-looking dude, while the other one looks like a cool guy with, like, neck tats and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... Then I started thinking, like, about all the weirdos and losers I hang out with, like you. And then I was like, yeah, this is actually kind of realistic. What if, like, you're actually the loser? I'm not, dude. though. Like, what if you are, though? What if everyone says that about you? No one says that about me. Everyone does. Everybody's like, JP's awesome. No one likes JP. You're right. JP anyway, sucks dick. so... <laughs> um, but you... What is your problems with this movie? Because you sound like a hater to me. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It's just the whole thing with the twist, like the first twist, I guess you could say. Like the first twist makes sense, though. Uh, it, it was just you too. Just missed it that that those characters had a pre-existing thing. No, they. I don't think I missed that though. I don't think. I think you think it's something. More than it is. No, 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 it is more than you think it is. 
You think that the character just, it's a one-sided thing, but it's actually a two-sided thing, but one of the characters was moving away from that two-sided thing. And no, dude. Yes! yes! I don't think so. Yes! I think one was, stop talking, I'm trying to get my opinion <laughs> out. I want the world. Sucks. I want everyone to hear me. I think one just thought something more was happening no, than what was happening. they were both... Well, you quit interrupting me. I know what you're saying, and it's dumb. No! What do you mean you know what I'm saying? uh, This is for an audience of people, not you. Oh, silence. Okay. Anyway. So, like, one thought it was a little more than what it was, and then she sees something happening. and she. He sees something happening. They see something happening, and it's like, oh, damn. No, here's what happened. Two characters have a thing. Those characters have had a thing. But one of the characters is moving away from that thing. The other character wants that thing to exist, so that character creates a scenario in which will protect their thing that they have. So that is what happened. You just didn't see it that way. Is there proof to that? Yes. In the movie? Watch the movie again. Maybe pay attention to it this time. I feel like there isn't, but I mean, I, anyway, like that's not even like the part that really bothered me that much. It was the whole convoluted like I hate when like you get this like Scooby Doo type like flashback like oh well no, first that was one of my favorite scenes in the movies dude it made me cringe it was Why? so cheesy it, it explained it, the motive yeah it was too much but it I'm had saying... great music and like filmed really i cool. don't remember the music <laughs> i'm saying like it was just way too like on, i know what you're saying you're saying it's too on the nose but i feel like it was done so stylistically with the music and the way that it was told that i could accept it like like, you know what I mean? The, you have to look at it, Carly, you, you have to look at it like this. <laughs> the characters are not seeing that flashback. She's just telling her the story. You understand? Yeah, I know. We're just seeing a visible <laughs> representation of that. So that's why you have to think about it that way and it's less cringy. Yeah. To me, it just, the visual representation just isn't for me, you know? So how would you have wanted that done? I don't know, I just didn't oh, want oh, that. Oh, you don't know. You can critique either. it, but you don't know how to do it right. That sounds like want... a bullshit statement. A bullshit one. I don't like the twist to begin with that much either. So it's like, I didn't care at that point. And then, like, you get this huge thing, and it made it even worse to me. And then, like, the other thing that happened I did like, but, like, um, I don't know. It was just not for me. You suck. You suck Critique. bad. This Critique. movie is great. Critique. This is a great movie, guys. Check it out, please. Do yourself a favor. Like, yes, it is a little convoluted. Yes, there is... It kind of probably wouldn't happen that way. But I really liked it. I really thought that it was, like, a decent story that I didn't see it going that way. And even though it's, like, a little hard for it to go that way, it still, like, made sense to me. And I liked it. So, um, do you want to get into ratings? I guess so. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> All right. Well, 
like I said, this movie was not awful. I just was not a fan of the twist and the explanation of the twist. And but I did like. Are, is, do you have something to add? Uh huh. Do you have something to add? No. Okay. I was just want. It sounded like something was wrong. I was just wondering. But anyway. So, for me, I don't know, this rating might be a little too high for you, but I gave it a 7 out of 10. A little too high for me? You probably thought I gave it, like, a 2. I and I didn't. I thought you were coming in at, like, a 6.5, so not too much higher. Alright. What's your opinion on it, then? Um, I really, really like Lake Bodum. Um, it, stylistically, it's filmed really well. The music is great. Uh, I love the setting, and I actually like the characters. Like, I, I like spending time with them. I thought it was pretty cool. And I actually like the twist. Like, I, I thought... I like it, even though I admit that it probably is unrealistic. Um, but I really, really, really like the second twist. Um, which... Yeah. Actually, I kind of saw that one coming. So I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't. But, like, I seriously did not expect the first thing to happen. Like, I expected the second thing to happen from the beginning. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the second twist I thought was going to happen from the beginning. So it was kind of cool that they, like, threw me for a loop there. Um, I think that this movie is great. Like, I actually talked myself up another half point um, while reviewing this and and knowing that it's based off of uh, a real story and fits kind of really nicely into... It's like they had half of a movie already made for themselves, and then they just added some stuff to it. I like that. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and come in at a solid 8.5 out of 10. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, that is our review on Lake Bodum. And the final thing that we have for you guys uh, before we get out of here is our segments slash challenges. So... What you got? Okay, I watched Making a Murder episode two, and I'm going to make this brief because I feel like it's hard to talk about a show like this because it's like a crime type show, and there's so many different elements to it. So basically, episode two, well, to bring you back, you know, episode one was kind of like, dude goes to jail for 18 years for the um, rape or rape of a woman Mm. and like it turns out he did not do the crime and they don't find that out till years later and like it's kind of like a lot of suspicions with the people involved in the investigation weren't doing their job right and like it just seems like everything just kind of got thrown on this uh Stephen Avery dude so you get so he gets out of jail everything's great and then you get to episode two where Basically, things are still going okay for him. He talks about how um, he, first of all, like, he he had a wife and, like, I think, like, four or five children, and they kind of all, like, abandoned him because of his circumstances, which is kind of sad, but then he ends up getting a girlfriend, and he's talking about how, like, he really likes this girlfriend, and but then she gets into some trouble with, like, a DUI and stuff like that, so they kind of have just, like, bad luck with crimes. And their family, like, in his family and friend group. And, um, then basically this girl, Teresa, who, which, do you remember, like, who is 
Teresa? Is she like a family friend or just a random person? Do you remember from the show? Um, is that the one that is co- that it's his cousin? No, it's not his. Co- I think it might be like a friend of his. Co- like I think they all knew each other. I think she might have been someone who like was like bad though, and like didn't really help out his case and got him locked up. So she goes m- missing. Oh, and you mean the girl that's found murdered? Yeah. Oh, that is. Okay, this is a huge important thing. How do you not know this? Because um, it's been like a long time since I watched the dude, episode. You need to start taking notes then. <laughs> uh, okay, go on. Uh, so um, you're talking about the person who came to his house for the auto trader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just a person, a professional, like somebody he was working with to sell a car. Oh, just a person. So it wasn't huge deal okay so she's found murdered and like since he she was like last seen at his place doing the car stuff so like obviously it kind of points back to him and then he's like upset he's like man it's like all coming back to me it seems like they're never going to get off my case and then basically he gets freaking arrested again and there's like bits of evidence in his place but he is still maintaining his innocence as he did with the first crime so that's basically your full plot of that one and i mean i do find the show pretty interesting i do find shows like this to be depressing though like i always hate just seeing like people's lives get turned upside down and it being like true real crime yeah, stuff but you can't look at depressing as a bad thing you always do that <laughs> it's a bad thing to like it just is i don't know like but, like you can't like i like i like depressing movies sometimes because it l- makes you feel an emotion you know what i mean i like, like the emotion of laughter <laughs> then what then have a, co- a comedy podcast Okay, I will. I'll start it, and then I'll blow off Netflix and chill while I do it. Yeah, okay, whatever. But, um, so continue. You like shows like this, but you find it depressing. Yeah, okay. And, like, so I don't mind continuing to watch it or anything. I feel um, like, I feel a a little bit of hater mentality seeping through on this. It's not hater, it's just, like, not my Like, I feel like you don't want to watch this. Like, I want to watch a Kevin Hart special instead. Dude, oh my god. That, like, seriously, that's the worst thing you've ever said to me. This is literally one of the best pieces of anything ever created. And you're hating on it with Kevin Hart, which is the worst comedian of all time. Oh, I knew you were going to be one of those people. One of those miserable, miserable-hearted people who don't find funny things funny. No, uh, how about you watch the Dave Chappelle specials or the Joe Rogan specials and stuff? Okay, I'll watch those next, because I watched all the Kevin Hart's. But anyway, so Making a Murderer, I do like what I've seen so far. You know, it's just not... Like, because my aunt's, like, all into shows like this. She would probably love it. And, like, I remember growing up and her watching, like, like, depressing shit like this on TV, and once she was watching me, and I'd be like, dang... This got sad vibes to it, but like, it's just, it's cool, you know. It's a cool show. I'm disappointed. I don't you know. Be like, loving this right now. Well, honestly, it doesn't really start get, get getting going till like episode. Yeah, three. and I'm trying. I'm not. I wanted to watch like one episode per podcast too, so it's like I'm going really slow with it. 
So, I'd, you know. so what's your verdict right now? Like you said, you thought he was innocent with the first thing, right? Uh huh. The rape. Uh, do yeah. you think? Yeah, like you don't know much about this situation yet, but do you think he's innocent on this? I like it seems like heavily that he might be guilty, but it also feels like somehow maybe someone's like trying to frame him just because he's like already gotten himself underwater before with the first incident so it's just really hard to say because he's like really like there's a part where they're interrogating him and he's just saying like i didn't do it i didn't do it like over and over again and it's like i still feel bad for him kind of so it's like i'm not feeling the total guilt vibe but at the same time it's not looking good for him What's so like, cool about this going forward, Carly, is it's like if you saw a movie with, like, the most twists ever. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what this is, but it's all actually happened. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, me. like, it's, you're about to get your fucking mind blown going forward, because she, crazy shit happens every episode. Um, <laughs> but I can't wait to hear what you have to say next, because now they're really going to start getting involved in it. Um it's kind of interesting. There's so many elements to it because, like, he has a whole, like, he was about to get money from, like, the state. Like, he was suing the state for that imprisonment and shit. I know. Like, it's a, uh, it's, it's just a weird thing because it's, like, a total kick to his balls. But at the same time, he might be guilty. So, it's, like, fuck him. So, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know. All right. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Making a Murder Episode 3 when we return. Uh, yes. And now on to my challenge, which is the worst challenge in the history of challenges. Uh, we have alien. What is it called? <laughs> I, don't, <I'm, laughs> I don't even remember. I think it's like un un unaliened files. Unsealed alien files. I looked it up. Uh, and episode number two is called Cracking the Alien Code. Alright guys, JP here with a little uh, post-edit clip. Uh, I actually completely forgot everything about Alien Files, or Unsealed Alien Files, episode two. So I pretty much forfeit the challenge. I mean, I, I really am not into the show at all, and uh, it's just just not that good honestly like it's just way too conspiracy theory uh they talk about everything as if it's fact and uh they don't do it unbiasedly so uh i'm gonna go ahead and say that uh i lose so carly wins fair and square uh on the next show i'll see uh what she wins maybe she'll make me do something or something like that probably something sexual i mean why wouldn't she but uh yeah so post edit clip here and uh we'll wrap up the show now peace all right, so thank you everybody for joining us once again for Netflix and Chill. This was a fun episode. I talked about two films that are contenders for my top 10 of the year list in Lake Bodum and Among the Living, as well as I got to revisit one of my favorite movies of all time, talk a little bit of segments and uh, some short films and stuff. It was, it was a pretty fun episode. What'd you think? <laughs> it was all right hater the hate <laughs> is strong with this one it was like a seven out of ten episode you're a you know? hater you All are right. made of hate 7.5 okay final answer all right so uh what do we got next show episode 12 it's your pick 
What do you do? You know what you're picking yet? Um, I mean, I have some idea. Well, I have like an idea in mind, but not one hundred percent sure yet. Okay, lame. Okay, I. What about we go on? Or have uh, you? Yeah, that's the Shutter exclusive. Yeah, and I saw it was on some people's top ten list. Yeah, so. we could do that. Yeah, we could do. Yeah. We get so next week, guys, or two weeks from now, we will talk about we go on and we may have some extra reviews uh not 100 percent sure yet i'm finishing up on 1986 and then i'm gonna finally finish the last episode of orange is the new black see that was like 13 oh hours of tv that i had to watch two that was taking up a lot of my time so oh my god <laughs> what you are fake how am i fake Get your priorities straight. It was Orange is the Black new season, buddy. Don't you love me? I would know, but what do you? Don't mean? you love? Don't you love this podcast? I had to watch Orange is the New Black. You didn't, though. You had to watch Among the Livings and the stuff, all the stuff. So we had to watch. Okay, well. I'll see you guys next time as we review We Go On, and I might give you guys my final thoughts on Orange is the Black. Uh, <laughs> Orange is the, the Black. Black. Season 5 or 6 or whatever they're on. Uh, I know Carly would be really excited to hear about that. And uh, that is it for the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. We now have a Twitter account, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like that we have a Twitter account. And uh, we uh, tweet some things and stuff, right? Yeah, sending out them tweets, doing them hashtags. Yeah, yeah, Twitch. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, see you guys next time for... Episode 12 of... Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. Got a DM from a teenage beauty Wants me to come to a spot and watch Goonies So I slip me a roofie Then slid my dick in a slippery booty Rolled up some reefer On the lower back while I beat that beaver In the bedroom theater Pulled it out of her ass Wiped off on my t-shirt She want red wine and dinner, bitch You getting red vines and Twizzlers Soft porn, cock in the popcorn Show some respect Robocops on blue me till the teeth hurt. Bust two nuts, that's a double feature. Who would have thunk it? Netflix, the new code with a fucking. Baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill? Baby, I'm for real. I won't pull out if you want the pill. Baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill? Baby, I'm for real. I won't pull out if you want the pill.